0: What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has has just added the Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100 k Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app and, or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. All right we're here. It is week six already, so it's pretty much halfway through your season. At this point, you probably know if you are a rebuilder or a contender. So we're going to talk about some rebuilding. And Brad took over a team that is and 4-1, but it's got some older pieces and it might be time to, to sell. We're going to talk about some of the values of those pieces because Values are subjective, no matter what some trade calculator says, no matter what some value chart says, no matter what a Twitter poll or Reddit poll says. But at the end of the day, you're trying to make the value and you're trying to get the best value or, you know, not spend too much. And so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about trade targets, quarterback trade targets, tight end trade targets, how to trade down some targets, as well as some, um, some value, some price checks and, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, let us know. And as always, hit that subscribe button. Hit that button. Hit that subscriber button. So, Brad, let's talk about this four and one team and some pieces
1: you're trying to sell. It is pretty crazy. So, I got asked to take over this orphan. Uh, I'm looking at it. I'm I'm trying to sell pieces early in the off season, but Raheem Mostert, you couldn't move. Gus Edwards, you couldn't move. Adam Thielen, you couldn't move. None of these guys were really valuable. Uh, So trying to figure out what do I do with this team? And I ended up getting pretty lucky, had a super easy schedule through the first five weeks, and I am now four and one with the team that you see on the screen here, quarterbacks Daniel Jones and CJ Stroud, running backs Raheem Mostert and Gus Edwards. Uh wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Tyler Boyd, George Pickens, and my tight end is Tyler Higby. Like this team definitely should not be four and one. But when I took this team over, I also did not have my own 2024 first round pick. So you find yourself in a little bit of a predicament here. You're four and one. Raheem Mostert, smash sell for pretty much any dynasty squad right now, unless you're a top two or three team. Maybe you're missing one piece and you're a four, five, six team uh, that you want to plug them in there. Same thing with Adam Thielen. Both of these players is top 10 fantasy options at their positions right now. And guys offering late thirds or an early fourth for both of them. And Dave, here's where my head's I want to know. What your perspective is. I got an offer for Raheem Mostert for a fourth round pick. I got an offer for Adam Thielen for a late third. And because I don't have my first, I'm, I'm telling the guys, no, I'm I'm going to hold it because all this is going to do. Number one, a third, late third, early fourth is not really going to do much for me in a rebuild type situation. And when I don't have my first, I want to make it as hard or as bad as possible for the guy that it had currently owns that 2024 first. Am I crazy? Should I have unloaded Raheem Mostert and Adam Thielen for those two picks?
0: No, definitely not. Um, I had similar today. I, I tried to send um, an offer for Raheem Mostert. He said Raheem Mostert for a second round pick is available on the trade block. And so I sent. I said, hey, I'm interested. I'll give you two thirds. And so two thirds was not enough. He sent me back a second for Raheem Oster and a fourth. And I said, I just can't give a second for a guy that's going to have zero value next year. If He gets injured right now. He has zero value. Two thirds, I feel like is plenty. A third, I think is fair value. And he was like, nope. And I said, hey, good luck. If somebody else is willing to pay a second, then then you can have it. If not, come back to me and let's get it done.
1: Yep. And that's that's where I'm at right now. You know, look, I'm on the opposite end of that. Hey, I would like to get a like second for either one of those guys and I'm in a situation where I don't need to sell them. I'm totally fine letting Raheem Mostert and Adam Thielen die on my roster if it means making that first that somebody else owns as bad as possible. Now, my philosophy would be different if I had that 24 first, if I had that 24 first, I'm likely going to take a third or two thirds for Raheem Moster a third for Adam Thielen, as I did in another league that I am in uh, where I'm a middling kind of team. I'm like, look, this is not, you know, I'm like six, seven, eight in that squad. Uh, It just doesn't make sense to hold him when I can get some value out of him right now. So uh, that situation is a little bit different but this one right now without that first it does change how you approach your di- dynasty squad and the values that you're willing to accept for certain players off of it
0: yeah so the first thing i'm doing in any rebuild like i have a team that the team is good the team is fourth in points for you know in the, in the league and i just happen to keep running up against tough opponents and i have a it's a division league, so there's three different divisions, and only six teams make the playoffs, so it's, it's difficult. And so I'm one and four, even though I'm the fourth highest scoring team. And so I'm like, listen, I, I got to road meets the road. I'm probably going to have to start just rebuilding this thing, and I got some good pieces to sell. But the first thing I need to do is try to get my first. So I went and offered Ken Walker for my first. So said, listen, I, I, your team's pretty good. You can probably contend this year. Looks like you need another running back. Give me my first back or give me Ken Walker. He sends back like two seconds and something else and something else and something else for Ken Walker. I said, listen, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to take five, you know, five quarters for my dollar. I'm just going to keep my dollar, but you know, we can talk. If I'm in that case, like I'm not going to sell off other pieces and start to, I'm, I'm going to try to give you know, compete. Maybe he comes back to me, but in this scenario, I'm looking at, at some pieces on here and saying, okay, is Marquise Brown someone that can can help me get my first back? Is is uh, packaging Godwin with uh you know with um uh, somebody hurt packaging Godwin and you know and Moster you know God using oh, Moster? Oh, it's and interesting healing.
1: that you say that because I did get an offer that I'm throwing around right now. It's Chris Godwin and Raheem Moster for my guy that you know I love, Jahan Dotson, and a 2024 20, second. So, I've been kicking that can a little bit. Like, I think that's pretty good value for the two of them. It gives me a little bit of draft capital, and that second's going to be like early to mid. I'm thinking maybe 203 type of space. Uh, And Jahan Dotson, who I'm a big believer in, uh, I know some others aren't. And then I got another offer for the other. Washington Commanders wide receiver, the same deal, Raheem Mostert and Chris Godwin for Terry McLaurin. Are either of those deals something that you would be interested in there?
0: I would not because I still want to try to get my first back. The minute you make that deal, your first becomes unattainable. If at the end of the day you find out that your first is unattainable, then don't. But like right now it's four and one. Like you have a little bit more leverage than me with one and four. Yep, and yep. so use that leverage to go and go get it. Right now, it's a late first. pretty give, damn
1: hard right now.
0: I'll give you a late first for Marquise Brown. I'll tell you right now, I turned down, uh, I tried. someone offered me, uh, Shane, Shane Barrett offered me uh, Marquise Brown and Alexander Madison for a first. I turned it down two weeks ago, and he's hard-pressed. Marquise Brown's not going for less than a first. So maybe you go and try to sell Marquise Brown and most are, the the guy you want to target is the person that has your first. If he flat out says, "No offense, man, your first looks good. I'm gonna keep it," then you, maybe you start looking at other moves. But he's he's my my main target. Send him flowers. Send him some beer. Send him some funny gifts. Do what you can to 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 get him to make that deal. Then you can go make your other deals. You know you have to sell your entire team for that first. But I'm doing whatever I can to get it because that gives me. That gives me the control. Right now, if you go and do that, your first is 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 hard to attain because they recognize right off the bat of oh, this guy's rebuilding or he's tanking. And that, that first is getting more and more valuable.
1: So, for sure. And hey, you talk about Marquise Brown. He's one of my favorite picks on underdog this week. And underdog gives you a way to play alongside with your favorite. Football teams all season long. They've just introduced what's called the Scorchers. If you go five for five in a pick 'em scorcher, you get to enjoy that spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time on Underdog, they are extending a first time deposit bonus of up to $500. And now they have a $100,000 Sunday contest continuing on Underdog Fantasy, where 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. I talked about Marquise Brown. I'm taking the over, the higher on 57 and a half receiving yards right now. I love what we're seeing out of Marquise Brown. I can't wait for Kyler Murray to return. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with our promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN.
0: We're also brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Halloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you the smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com. Use promo code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. Makes it may be a spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with a scraggly beard, Brad. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's handyman. As far as Manscape, all of their products are absolutely amazing. I know I personally use it. I've gotten some gifts for some friends, and I've gotten some gifts back from the wife who is impressed. Get 20% off and free shipping with SGP, with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free. Shipping at Manscaped.com using promo code SGP for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped.
1: Look, I've been trying to get this thing from my wife for a while. Like, hey, babe, I really want to get a Manscaped. Uh, Maybe not the handyman. It's the, what is it, the lawnmower, right, I think is what it's called. Lawnmower, 5.0. I really want to get a lawnmower. She's like, no, well, you're you're not getting that. You already have a beard trimmer. I'm like, this is not. Okay, I need a manscaped lawnmower. For, I think it's 4.0, is what they're at now. Yeah,
0: so. let, let's not you, you don't want to shave this the face and the undercarriage this with the same tools. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it so. works for both.
1: All right. There's disinfectant you can spray on that thing.
0: It, it, there is, there is. So <laughs> let's get into some quarterback and some tight end trade uh, targets. Um, don't trade your lawnmower 4.0 unless you're going to get a Handyman Plus. <laughs> so the first guy that I want to bring up is Justin Fields. I put a tweet out, a post out, a couple weeks ago after his big game against Denver and said that by low window for Justin Fields slammed shut, did it open up a sell high window and there was a lot of comments some people were like yeah some people were like i'm glad i held i'm glad i did this and there were a lot of people that were like lmao lmfao ha 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 who's buying that garbage and then he went and had a absolutely awesome game against washington and he did it through the air it was a very impressive performance and I just retweeted my tweet and just said, asking you again, is this the sell high window? Um, Because you can't buy low on Justin Fields right now because he's coming off of two top weeks. And a lot of people said last year he was a slow, you know, slow starter and he took off. And so, what are your thoughts here? What's Justin Fields going for right now? Because honestly, sell and buy always just comes down to what's the
1: value. That it does. Right now, without looking, I've got him up on the screen. I'm trying not to look at him. Uh, Without really looking at those, to me, he feels like a sell. Because not only the two big games. Those two big games come up against Denver and Washington. And if if you watch the Washington game, it wasn't really good. He was like 50% completion percentage, if that. Uh, which has been kind of the case for him three out of the five games that he's played. Um, and he's not rushing the ball as much as what we saw last year. So you're not getting that really solid floor that we saw out of him. So to me, you bundle those two games up without any context around. What's up, Jamie. Game. And you said, Jamie, what's going on, bud? And you, you smash that cell. Right. You, you take those big offers. Now, Let's take a look at some offers and see if that's actually what you're able to get. So the first offer we'll look through, Justin Fields and Raheem Mostert for Geno Smith, Nico Collins, a second and a third. Again, that's Justin Fields and Raheem Mostert for Geno Smith, Nico Collins, a second and a third.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the deal because I'm not a believer in the long term. I mean, the Bears – I mean, sorry, Caleb Williams fans. The Bears have their pick and the Carolina Panthers pick. The Carolina Panthers are the only team that is winless, and the Bears have one win. They are very much in the running for Caleb Williams. I know there's these rumors about him staying at USC – there's rumors every year that Trevor Lawrence was going to do it and that Joe Burrow is going to do it. Caleb Williams knows that at year six, year five, you are in for a massive payday. And you don't want to delay that any longer. We saw what Burrow just got paid. Imagine in five years what that's going to be inflated to be for Caleb Williams. He's going to want to get to that second contract. But, yes, it is the Bears and that is going to be very difficult for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're getting Geno Smith and you know, a second. Geno Smith, 32 years old. There's n- not much saying that he's gonna have a shorter career than Justin Fields, in my opinion. Nico Collins and uh, you're getting Nico Collins from Marie Mostert in a third. Like, yeah, sign me up.
1: That, that's fair. And I could see either side of this deal, depending on if you're a believer in Justin Fields. Me personally, he's still getting pressured. The I think the second most out of any quarterback in the NFL right now, his completion percentage, like I said, this week, even in a huge four touchdown week was about 50 percent, not good and that's against Washington who doesn't have a great secondary. Now they they've got some some pass rushers that can can wreak some havoc uh but it didn't really come to fruition from a sack perspective. He was able to to maneuver outside the pocket and make some plays, but I just I still don't like what I see from a pass, you know, a passer progression uh and the you know, building on his skill sets coming out of Ohio State. So I I feel like I could do better than Gino though, right? I feel like I could get more than Gino in a second for him. I love the idea of Nico in a third for Mostert. If you can make that happen, I think in most dynasty leagues, you're probably not going to be able to. Uh, because Nico is a young wide receiver. Who's really showing out that he can be a true alpha when you've got competent quarterback play with CJ Stroud. So I, you know, I I don't know that 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 uh,
0: little bit of extra makes the Gino in second, you know, I'm just splitting them up, but that extra profit on the Nico side adds to the, you know, it adds to that, that other side. So fields is pretty good matchups the next few weeks. He's got Minnesota, Las Vegas, and, and L.A. I mean, if I'm selling him, I'm looking to get a young quarterback plus a pick, or I'm just going to go and get multiple picks. And so I think you could probably sell Fields for a first plus. And if it's, you know, I don't know if you can get an early first for him, but a mid first and a second or two late first, I think would be probably the going rate right now. Um, Jamie said just trade away Ford for the fourth time um, for an early 24 second, which should be the 201. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's how you do it. That's how you do yep. it right there. You find that twenty dollar bill and you're doing the laundry and you turn it into the two oh one. Um last place teams trading for Ford. They're not paying attention to this show. If you if you are buy, if you're a last place team and you're buying Jerome Ford,
1: not good business. Um, Brad, mm-hmm. anything
0: else on fields before we move on
1: to Tua? There's a couple other offers. Just real quick, we'll run through them. It can be a simple yes or no. Would you trade Justin Fields for J.K. Dobbins and Cooper Cup?
0: Mm, that That's tough. I mean, Dobbins is coming off second major injury. Cup is coming off of two major injuries. we got the, the – we'll say one major injury plus the hamstring. Um, I, I probably – probably take the the cup side but honestly like i don't know like this one doesn't really do much for me it's just team dependent
1: yeah i'd hold fields on that one what about justin fields or drake london so i know i'm higher on drake london than you are uh but is that i know you like rebuilding with wide receivers first so is that a deal you'd be willing to, to take a look at
0: i'd be looking for better options um same with the last trade i just Like what do you like? You're trading fields away for uh, an older player that's coming off of an an injury, uh, multiple injuries, and you're coming off of uh, and then you got another guy that's that's got his just tore his Achilles. Like I like I don't see the purpose of those trades. Um, Like a rebuilding team should not be selling a young quarterback for two older injured
1: players, and then Drake London. That's a lot of these field deals. Justin Fields for Derrick Henry is on here.
0: Yeah, like. that just no. it seems interesting to me like for me i get like i get it from the other side selling older players for a younger quarterback because yeah. what if fields goes and and is the quarterback of uh you know somewhere else next year i mean fields could end up being traded and being a starter somewhere next year there is a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league right now there's a lot of injured quarterbacks a lot of older quarterbacks and you could see a team get Justin Fields on a rookie contract next year and and be able to roll with it so like i'm okay keeping fields in those scenarios i would want to get some picks or you know uh like like the earlier where you get geno smith yep. and nico collins um
1: yep. so that's where i'm at all right let's move on to my quarterback that i wanted to bring up from a trade perspective but before we do that we're going to talk about Hall of Fame bets. And look, you want to win big, you want the edge. And by doing that, you go into Hall of Fame bets and bet smarter this season. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines gives you research for all. NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer games where you can bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea. So you go into DraftKings Sportsbook or BetMGM or whatever your your betting app of choice is, You build your parlay and then you go into Hall of Fame bets, enter all that data in. They've got a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool that gives you your hit rates broken down by leg as well as an overall probability of hitting on the entire parlay. You can sort all of your players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users who are researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hallhofbets.com and use our promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets.
0: Use it this weekend. It told me to take Jordan Love out, but Jared Goff in. 100 bucks. So Love it. thank you, Hall of Fame bets. Love it. And let's talk, let's talk about
1: Tua. Oh, you want to do Tua? We were gonna go well, Who we do you go got? Kyler. Who do you got? Yeah, we were gonna go Kyler. That was kind of the lead-in there, talking about Kyler a little bit. So look, this dude's not even played a snap this season. We know that, but those are st- Typically, the times that you want to capitalize to kind of buy low, a guy who hasn't come back yet, a guy that's still on the PUP, maybe two more weeks. It sounds like before he's even given the opportunity to come back. And even then, there's all this rumors swirling around Arizona on whether or not they are even going to continue forward with Kyler Murray. Look, even if Arizona says, sorry, Kyler, pack your bags, we're moving you. He's too good to not be a starting quarterback for some other NFL franchise. So I think you need to take the shot on Tyler Murray. We've seen what he can do with his legs. He's a much better passer than some of these other rushing quarterbacks that we've seen as well. Uh, And he's got, in my opinion, a, a, a head coach that can get a team to play. He can get a team to rally. There is no reason that the Arizona Cardinals should be a competitive team. That roster is amongst one of the worst in the NFL, and he has them playing this hard every single week. Josh Dobbs, I mean, he didn't look great this week, but Josh Dobbs looked good. James Conner was playing well. Michael Wilson is starting to see upticks in snaps and targets and whatnot. Marquise Brown playing well. Zach Ertz getting Tons of targets, and the defense is planned much better than expected as well. So I think Kyler is a guy you got to pay attention to. When you can move Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson, Dave, where are you at with that? Jamie, if you're still watching, I think you are, hit, hit me up in here. We're fellow Cleveland Browns guy, are you willing to move Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray?
0: Yeah, I, I'd be willing to do that. I mean, Watson has not looked good. Um, it's a little bit older than Murray, not much older. Um, and when it when it comes down to it, you're you're hoping that you can get Murray plus something. Um, the problem is, is Watson's not playing either. You know what I'm doing? If I am trying to buy Murray, I'm hoping that team is hungry for wins. Like I want, I want a team that's hungry for wins, so they're willing to overpay a little bit. So they're gonna give me Murray plus something to go get, you know, Murray plus something for Justin Fields is what I'd be looking to do. Um, obviously it's hard if you're Justin Fields and you see Minnesota Las Vegas and the Chargers on the schedule, it's gonna be hard to sell him for Kyler Murray, who may not play may not may not play all year. We don't know. Like there's there's no rushing to bring him back. And when he does come back, what does that look like? But
1: yeah, I'm moving Watson for Murray. OK, would you rather have Kyler Murray and second or Dak Prescott and Alexander Madison?
0: Yeah, I'm taking taking Murray side.
1: Yeah. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Pickett has very little value to me, so um, it's basically Murray for Addison. And as much yep. as I like Matt Addison, I mean, Murray's. From your position.
1: This is post last, this past Sunday, this last trade. So this is not, bef- you know, three weeks ago. This was just a couple days ago. Kyler Murray or Mac Jones and a second. Like, Kyler Murray is a smashing buy right now. Smashing buy right now. And Jamie, bro, we can't be friends if you're not moving Madison. <laughs> Like I you know, Dave, I know you're a lot higher on Madison than I ever have been, really. Uh he's getting touchdowns, I'll give him that. Uh but I just I'm not I'm not I, a fan.
0: I think Jamie's saying what you're saying. He's saying never Madison. He's saying like never uh, accept oh, the Madison.
1: Okay, all right, we're back to being friends again. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, that, that's right, that's, right. that's where it's at. Hey, I, you're okay, all I, right, cool. I sold Madison for an early second in our league.
1: Lucky. Yeah, smooth move, smooth move. But yeah, yeah, I think when you look at all of these trades, there was not a single one that we would prefer either one of us or even Jamie who's listening would prefer the other side over Kyler Murray. So I think Kyler Murray, if you're whether you're contending, you know, if you're, trying to contend, maybe I don't want to move Dak Prescott and Alexander Madison for, for Kyler Murray, right? If I'm a top three, top 14. Uh, but in most other situations, I'm going to be looking to try to go get Kyler Murray, especially if I can move guys like Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett to do that.
0: Yeah. Sold Madison for the 109 to draft Kincaid after Cook was released. Yeah. 109? He got Kincaid with it. The one, on, the one on nine probably looks a lot better than Kincaid right now. But he got. I mean, Madison was taking some, going for some heat. If you check out a Fantasy Pros has a buy uh, buy low sell high article. I'm in there, and I did put Madison as my sell high, Jonathan Taylor as my buy low. Um, speaking of redraft, and uh, you know, not to kind of pat my own back a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this again this year. Ninth. Kicker, ranker this week ninth. So if you got any kicker questions, let me know. Tenth in the wide receiver, twelfth in running backs, twelfth in IDP, and twenty seventh overall for the ECR this week. So high scores all around for the uh, for for my fantasy pros uh, ECR ranking. The dynasty, the defensive special teams, absolutely killed me this week. It was my absolute worst. I think I was 180 out of want 206, but everything else was was pretty good. Only have Madison one league. It's a full podcast expert, so nobody wants him. Yeah, I mean this this, uh, Minnesota, Vikings, this Minnesota Vikings. Those uh, Minnesota Vikings it's gonna be a very tough stretch without Justin Jefferson, a lot of injuries the last couple weeks.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. Who's next? You wanted to talk about Tua? I want
0: to talk about Tua.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: So So. Tua is is obviously someone that uh, people that selected him after Dak, after Daniel Jones, after the rookie quarterbacks, they're probably pretty happy with him right now. And those fears about him and his injury history are, wouldn't say a thing of the past, but they're definitely not the first thing you hear about when you talk about Tua right now. But if you brought Tua up, Anytime this offseason, the only thing people would make absolutely stupid and horrific jokes about him getting concussed, but they would also just display concerns about his long-term, and it was pretty valid. So now you have five weeks of very good play, very good fantasy production. What's he going for?
1: He's expensive. He's expensive right now. There's a lot of like four for four five for five trades. You can't really look at those. So I'm going to skip over those. Uh, Tua and Brian Robinson or Joe Burrow and Najee Harris. That's that. I mean, you're really looking at Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. Uh, you know, most people are probably going to want Brian Robinson right now. That's that's the reality of the matter. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, is Joe Burrow that much higher than Tua? Like, I'm leaning the Tua side on this all day long if I can move Burrow and Najee for Tua and Brian Robinson.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at these things, you want to look at, like, situation. And Burrow is in a good situation with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and he's got, you know, decent play caller. But Tua has probably the best play caller Maybe outside of Andy Reid, but the best play caller in the NFL, arguably him, Shanahan, and Reid. And he's got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, and Devon Achan. And, and it's just like, man, it's a good situation. And a lot of us, including myself, missed. Like, I, def, like I definitely missed and, and did not go with Tua when I could have and took somebody like a Dak Prescott. Or, you know, a Daniel Jones when I could have got a Tua and then been much happier. So um, you're going to have to pay. And so I know everyone always wants to buy low. Sometimes it's okay to buy high. Like It's okay. Like, I'll be honest. I'm trying to buy Burrow and Allen off of Brad. It's not working. So I'm trying to buy Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm not going to. There's a reason the guy's low. <laughs> like There's a lot of risk. When you take someone like Tua, I get it. I hear the risk already. But when you take someone like Tua, you've seen five weeks in a row of good production, I'm gonna take that versus trying to take a gamble and buy low on somebody and hope that it hits.
1: So so let's go, let's go through some rankings real quick. Right. So uh let's say first tier Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Are you considering Tua in that tier at all? No. Okay, so next tier is probably guys like uh, Joe Burrow, who we just talked about, Justin yep. Herbert. Are you considering yep. him Trevor in Lawrence.
0: That yep, Trevor Lawrence and Tua. C.J. Yep. Stroud's probably in there, too.
1: So Lamar, so that that's kind of like a little bit of a, maybe it's a tier break, maybe it's not. You can lump them all together if you really choose to. But you got Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, like you talked about, C.J. Stroud. Kyler Murray, maybe maybe below that, but are you is is that the tier, or do you think he's above those guys?
0: He might be in the same tier, but he's a little higher. Um, yeah. Like I would take him over Lamar Jackson right now. Um, I I may probably, want
1: him over Joe Burrow to be honest right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see taking him over Burrow. I can teach. I can I can see him anywhere on that on that sliding scale. I mean,
1: yeah. where would
0: you do two and Kyler Murray?
1: Uh yeah no it two of for me it's Tua Kyler or is probably number ten ish if if I had to to think through it a little bit um I I, I could you could make an argument for two at number four to be honest like after the yeah. big three um, And like I don't think good, anybody's gonna argue with you to to be completely honest so
0: sounds like a good dynasty price check coming
1: yeah there you go there you go. All right, you ready to move on to the tight ends, or you let's want to talk on to, on to us tight more? ends? Let's, let's, All tight right, ends. so so I've got the the first guy you're gonna have to pay for, and look, I talked about this a little bit before. Uh, look, I would rather pay for the tight end after I know what they're gonna be than to wait two, three, four years with the Kyle Pitts experience, right? Let me pay two first for Kyle Pitts first off and then wait three or four years until he starts to contribute and starts to play well. Look, Sam Laporta is a is a man. And when he goes into the Detroit Lions and the way that coaching staff is calling plays, the way that offense is playing, the way Jared Goff is already looking his way, I'm going to go ahead and pay up for Sam Laporta to get him on my squad. So... I'd even be willing to do a little tier break if I could make it work. If I can move Dallas Goddard for Sam Laporta plus coming off the big game for Dallas Goddard, I'm looking to do something like that. So Dave, am I crazy being ready after five short weeks for a rookie tight end to pull the trigger to go buy him?
0: No, I mean, I, I've been trying to buy him. And so, uh, I, had a, I have a dynasty league. It's the only Kyle Pitts league that I have. And two weeks ago, I put a thread up and it was Kyle Pitts or Sam Laporta. And people were just like, that's not real. That's not real. Who would buy Sam Laporta for Kyle Pitts? And I was like, I'm trying to. I like set the screenshot over. I literally sent the trade Kyle Pitts or Sam Laporta straight up. I'm like, straight up, I'll take them let's do it it. got ignored it got ignored and then now it's not happening and so i mean yeah like you you want to pay a premium for those guys and like you said it's really hard to pay a premium for a guy like kyle pitts where you're given fifth sixth round startup capital you're you're given the 101 102 you're trading two first three first and you're not getting anything and the whole thing is just like just hold on to that and stock and one day you're going to get it out. It's going to be worth a whole bunch. <laughs> it's
1: like, and in the meantime, you can watch Janu Smith outscore him on the field for three weeks in a row.
0: Yeah. So back to the question so. here, do I stay with Higby or go with Janu? I still have Waller. Um. I mean, we don't know. Like uh, if you've seen the video with Kyle Pitts, something's wrong. Like he, he, something he, someone said that some of his ACL, like he didn't, I was in Tara's ACL, but he's got like a, a knee issue that he's working through. And you can see him literally falling down when he goes to make cuts. He's creating zero separation. And then last week he has his best game of the year. And everyone that went out and started Janu didn't really get much.
1: Um I mean, They still, I mean, he still had a good game from a, you know, especially if it's tight end premium from a receptions and yardage perspective.
0: Yeah. And so um you, you can see like Higby hasn't really done much this year. And so um, it's going to be really hard for you to go and and move on from either of those guys. I I don't know if, if you can play waller with Tyrod Taylor there, it's just, uh, it's tough, but um, I'm sticking with Higby. I'm sticking, I'm going to stick with, with Higby over John who just,
1: I don't know. I mean, John, John who's playing a ton of snaps. Um, and it has all year. Um, he's getting targeted from Desmond Ritter. The problem with Higby is he had he had a, a big game two weeks ago, but now with Cup return, he go he went back to just not really being involved. Three targets in a game against Philadelphia Eagles where they need to put up points, and that it's get Cup the ball, get Nakua the ball, get Kyron Williams the ball. Like Tyler Higby is going to be an afterthought, in my opinion. Even though he's on the field, the majority of the snaps playing the tight end position, he's just not getting the opportunity. Whereas Johnny Smith's playing just as much snaps as he is, uh, not quite as much. He's in this 70 uh percent, like a 70 percent uh range versus the 80 to 90 percent range for uh Tyler Higbee, but he's getting targeted where Tyler Higbee just has not outside of that one game. So I'm I I would go with Janu and Waller over Tyler Higby right now probably every situation.
0: Yeah, I can go with that. And interestingly enough, I mean you're not going to see a whole lot this week, but Van Jefferson was just traded from the Rams to the Atlanta Falcons. So I'd like to see what, what they do with that. I don't understand why the Falcons who don't want to throw the ball are buying receivers and paying top 10 draft picks for receivers and tight ends, but sometimes you just like hey, fancy stuff there is you know, no rational coaching
1: it. there so
0: yeah drake london is just a show pony he's just they just they bring him bring him around when the friends yep. are around to show him off but they don't use him on sunday
1: that's right Uh-oh. all right so i got some offers for you for laporta let's let's put put your laporta love to the except. test and except. i i know the answer to, for me it's accept On all of these, would you trade Isaiah Pacheco for Sam Laporta and a second round pick? Yes, would you trade Chris Olave for Sam Laporta? No, would you trade Jahan Dotson for Sam Laporta? Yes, what if I put those two together, Jahan Dotson and Isaiah Pacheco for Sam Laporta? Laporta. There you go. There you go, folks. Yeah, it's, I mean, he, it's you're for real. He is for real. Yeah, he's
0: he's moving up the dynasty rankings. I don't really, I don't, I don't have my dynasty rankings right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's 10 and four. Um, you know, he I moved him up tight and three last week in my rankings, my weekly rankings, and it wasn't, I mean, it, it's it was a huge tight end week, and I still was yep. one off.
1: It's funny because here's an accepted trade, Sam Laporta, for – Kyle Pitts. Damn it, not my league. <laughs> not <laughs> that for sure. Uh, I, <laughs> I gotta, like
0: check, I like I gotta check my stuff. Uh at this point, I'm probably gonna have to pay a second round pick plus Kyle Pitts to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it. Um, so the next guy I had on the list was Komet, and I'd like to talk about Kelsey too, because we we talked all, all offseason about being a year. Being, being a year early is better than being a year late. I'd like to know what Kelsey's going for right now because he's –
1: uh to do Kelsey first?
0: You know, he's, he's been banged up, both guys, whatever
1: you want. So, I too late now. I already sw- trying to switch it over to Kelsey. So, let's give it a second here because uh, my computer wants to be super slow tonight.
0: Well, Kelsey, he might be a little super slow tomorrow if he's got the ankle. We don't even know if he's going to play.
1: Just don't know. Brock Bowers
0: in a Devi League. Got a Devi question right here. Oof. That's that's a really tough one. I mean, I'd probably take Laporta because you know what you got.
1: That's where I'm at. How do you there is no guarantee that Brock Bowers does not turn into Kyle Pitts? Everybody said Kyle Pitts, as soon as he got drafted, guys were paying two, three first round picks for him, saying he's a generational, one of a kind tight end. And here we are four years in, three years in, and nobody's happy with it, right? There's no, I'm not saying that's Brock Bowers, but you know what you have in Laporta. He's in a team that is producing, and I don't see that changing. They've already paid Jared Goff. So even if they extend him and give him an additional contract, the money is still there. Like they're able to make all of these pieces work. And I so I, I would keep Sam Laporta.
0: Yeah, it's a good question though. Yep, for sure. All, all right. Got for Kelsey.
1: Travis Kelsey or George Kittle in a first? Man.
0: Obviously this has to do with where your team is. If you're a rebuilding team that you're taking Kittle in the first for me. If you're a competing team, it's is the just you know, is the what you saw from Kittle enough to make you believe that you can ride that, you know, ride ride it out with Kittle and take the first, you know, to make the difference up because Kelsey could possibly miss this week.
1: Yeah, San Francisco, you just have to realize one of the three are going to one or maybe even two of the three pass catchers could be busts from week to week, right? You're really only going to have either George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel be studs. CMC's getting his regardless, right? So um, you just have to be willing to accept that risk. And he bit me in the ass last season because of that, the up and down, right? Uh, you know, he gives you a week in the playoffs. It just doesn't progress you to the next week. So you have to be willing and able to accept that. But um, how about Travis Kelsey for a first and a second?
0: Yeah, I mean, Kelsey is going to be near impossible to trade if you are a contending team. But if you're not a contending team, you have to take it.
1: I might take it even as a contending team. Look, here's here's the reality of it, and I, I, I get it. You don't want to plan for this, but this is the reality of it. We'll use Nick Chubb as an example, right? Browns fan, Jamie Browns fan. Nick Chubb coming into this season, massive, massive value. You could move him for an enormous chunk of change in a dynasty league, even as a 27-year-old running back. Now, 27-year-old running back. Broke-ass knee. You ain't getting nothing for him. Travis Kelsey is 34, 33?
0: I believe he's 34, about to be 35.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's time. One injury, and the, the bottom falls out. He's not worth anything anymore. That scare, his knee scare, the non-contact two weeks ago, Every I mean, I bet you could have you could have bought him for pennies on the dollar after that pennies on the dollar after that. So that's my concern with him. If I if I get it on a first. Yeah. I, like I said, I got to be willing to deal with the ebbs and flows. If I can move Kelsey for a first and a second, I'm, I'm going to do that also. Like I just at some point in time. You have to take it because once the bottom falls out, it's done. Like there isn't going to be a steady decline for Travis Kelsey from an ADP and a, and a draft capital perspective.
0: Would you take Sam Laporta for Kelsey straight up? Yes. Me too. Definitely. Yeah, I would. Um, so, like that's 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 a way you can do it. Is you know, Kelsey obviously has name value. He's been the number one tight end or two tight end in the last five years. He's you're getting someone that's, you know, younger and you're going to get, you know, 10 more years, even though even if Kelsey turns back into Kelsey and and is unstoppable the rest of the year. So, I mean, I I definitely have Laporta above Kelsey in my dynasty rankings.
1: So not to go back to Laporta, but where are you at with Hawkinson versus Laporta? So big age difference between Hawkinson and Kelsey, a lot closer with Laporta. Number two target on his team, Similar to what we're seeing with Laporta. Um, Where are you at with those two tight ends? If you've got TJ Hawkinson, are you trying to, we'll say, tear down to Sam Laporta as well? Or is that a guy you're willing to keep above Laporta?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know you're going to get much more. Like, I think that they're probably pretty close. And the person with Laporta, especially after a two-touchdown performance, is not looking to move him. Um, And, you know, give you a second plus LaPorta for Hawkinson. So I don't know if that's the the move you can do right now, but I'm okay with that. If, you know, if I have Hawkinson and somebody says, hey, I'll give you a LaPorta plus, I'm okay with that move. I'm just, I would, I don't know if I would do it straight up right now. Um, Hawkinson's got a little bit more history of, of doing well, but again, you're looking at the age and for someone to break out as a rookie. I mean, it's really uncommon. And I know we, t- we hated on Kyle Pitts earlier who broke out as a rookie, Um, you know, you don't want to see something like that. happen. that's why I'm going to go with Hawkinson, but I'm still pretty high on Laporta. And if you were to say, give me a second and Laporta for um, Hawkinson, I'm just going to keep Laporta.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean,
0: it's – I bought CMC for a first and a second, and the guy is is, uh, kicking himself for it back when CMC had all the hamstring issues and stuff. But then I sold uh, Austin Eckler for a first and I was I'm kicking myself, even though I'm happy with it. I'm pretty, I think I got Zay flowers uh, for it. Um, but you know, it's, it's tough. You, you, you take the gamble and sometimes it pays off. And sometimes, you know, like I was telling, like my buddy's learning dynasty, I'm trying to talk to him about it. And I said, you know, like Julio Jones, if you could have got a second round pick for him two years ago, you should have took it. But you probably were just stuck on the name and, and wanted a first. And yep. then the next year he was worth the third, and then next year he was worth nothing. And so, yep. like, you hold the bag too long on these players. I understand if you're if you're a contender, like, yeah, you don't give away Raheem Mostert for a fourth-round pick. You don't. You don't give away Kelsey if someone gives you yep. sends you a crap offer. But like, if you if you can go and that's how you keep competing is if you could turn kelsey into lapora and still compete
1: fair enough all right you ready for cole commit cole so- next tight end we want to look at a couple trades talk about whether or not they are buys or sells so cole commit or tyler higby and a second
0: Um, Higby doesn't have too much trade value, so I would, I would
1: take commit in that situation. Um, let's I know it's say just two, that's the worst team in the league and that's the 201. I don't know why they would do this, but we just heard the worst team in the league by Jerome Ford for a second. So this shouldn't be too far off from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, in that case, I would definitely keep the pick. I, I, if, I, mean, I would sell commit yeah. for that. I would yep. sell commit for that. Like, Komet is someone you could sell off of two good games, but I'm okay with buying him. I'm just, you know, like an early second for Komet. I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to be willing to pay that.
1: And for context, that that trade was yesterday, not two weeks ago. Uh, Cole Komet or Jonathan Mingo? Komet. Cole Komet or Jaleel McLaughlin? Komet. <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh at, at, at that but um
0: yeah uh, i mean people people get desperate and sometimes they do pay a premium for running backs and so um your leagues are gonna vary and so yeah. you know like you, you just got you can't you don't go out there trying to rip people off but sometimes you never know like i got some leagues where like people are like they're sometimes they're just impossible to trade with, and then you see like, you see them pull off a trade, and you're like, "What are they doing?" Like, yeah. Sometimes yep. it just you know it comes down to how people value a player.
1: All right, one more tight end, and we'll call it quits. Let's do it. All right, Luke Musgrave, guy you were high on coming into the draft, coming out of the draft, a guy I was low on, It's clearly wrong. Think that's that's a given, even though he hasn't really had that explosion game. That he's been getting targets down the field. In week three, he had two targets of greater than twenty-five yards that were overthrown. He was wide open; they'd have been long touchdowns, and it just Jordan Love just missed him, right? So there are there is a big game in the works for Luke Musgrave. So to me, he's a buy before that happens. But let's see if the value actually matches that. Would you move Luke Musgrave for Roshan Johnson?
0: Yeah, I, I'd probably I'd probably go for Roshan. Uh in that that situation, um, Musgrave is still a little bit of a projection. And so you're gonna have to wait a little bit. And I think you can uh I, I think you can get some value for Roshan and he could probably, you know, turn Roshan into something.
1: Yeah. uh, Jamie, I was so low on Musgrave. It was not cool. Like I just couldn't get behind a guy who had like what, just the ridiculously low number of games and catches I want to say it was something like forty four catches through his entire college career or something like that. It was something crazy low. I just could I couldn't do it. so it was uh, it
0: was like it was George Kittle low.
1: yeah, yep, yeah, yeah.
0: like it don't, was just don't like him to George Kittle.
1: Don't do that to me right now.
0: i'm I'm comparing the the comparison of, yeah, like yeah if you yeah. if you look at George Kittle, I mean, it was super low. like this guy was not productive. Um, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. But Musgrave, I think what, what the, the learning out of Musgrave was the, you know, you like the tools. And so a guy with that size and that profile and that lateral quickness, like straight line, tight end. I'm not, I'm not looking for a guy that runs the fastest 40. I want to see a guy that's got some wiggle and can move with the ball in his hands. You saw it with Laporta. You saw it with Musgrave and we saw it with Kincaid. Kincaid hasn't popped yet, but from a you know from a standpoint or an average tight end season, it's pretty good.
1: So, so I'm beginning to think that Musgrave might be a little too expensive. So these mm-hmm. next couple of trades are way outside of the realm of possibility for me. Luke Musgrave or Dallas Goddard?
0: Right.
1: Yeah, like that's a that's a big time tilt, big time tilt. Luke Musgrave or Puka? What? Yeah, Puka. Um. Then you get into some stuff. A few. This is, uh, you know, weeks uh, a week and a half ago. Luke Musgrave for Tajay Spears.
0: That one, I I'm going with Tajay Spears, but I can understand that one. That one's really close, and um. I do like that Ty J's already getting involved with, you know, with him over there and like Musgrave, as much as I like him, it's not like he's doing anything that says that I can't find another Musgrave next year when Ty J Spears is looking like the starting running back for the Tennessee Titans next year. Yep. So, yep. so Brad, Brad and Jamie, I'm going to ask how many, how many receptions do you think Luke Musgrave had?
1: through the year? Or last year. All
0: of his college career. All of his college career.
1: I'm I'm sticking with 44. I feel like or 24. It was 24, I
0: think. Jamie. All right. So Brad, there was a one catch difference. George Kittle's college career in four years had forty-eight receptions, seven hundred and thirty-seven yards, ten touchdowns. And then yeah, forty seven. He had 48. 48. 48, 10 touchdowns, and 748 yards, something like that. And I'm then proud of he...
1: myself for remembering it was in the 40s even. That was like...
0: George Kittle. That was George Kittle.
1: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Luke Musgrave was 47, 633, and two touchdowns. Yeah. So right. George Kittle had 48, and Musgrave had 47. The difference was that Kittle had 100, 100 more yards receiving and eight more touchdowns.
1: <laughs> Jamie said 14.
0: <laughs> I That's, mean, yeah, it's – It mean, feels like just, that.
1: It may have been 14 in his junior season.
0: He had 11 his senior year. Was it? Musgrave only played yeah. a couple games, back injury. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I traded Musgrave for a third. Um, I traded four Musgrave. to traded a late third-round pick. And, I mean, he is a player that I would like to have, but I still would like, you know, Tyjai Spears or Roshan Johnson ahead. Running backs, you know, you find out what you got faster, and there's also an earlier return with that. Like, you could take, like, let's say Roshan, let's say he does play this week and does pop off. You could quickly turn him around and and trade him for a whole bunch. If Musgrave has a big game this week, you're not going to be able to just turn around and, and trade him for a whole lot. You know, like, same thing know. with
1: TyJ Spears. Like, well, that was, and it doesn't even have to be a week-to-week thing with these running backs. Both Roshan and Ty j Spears could find themselves as the lone running back for their respective teams going into the season next year, which means massive value spikes. So you move this Luke Musgrave for one of them straight up, and then then an offseason, because of the situation, you could go right back and move them and get Luke Musgrave plus a shit ton on top of them. So yeah,
0: you could do what you do with Madison and get 109.
1: Yeah, that's nuts. So
0: bring it full circle. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, um, I think we've uh, we've covered the, the quarterbacks and the tight ends. If you guys have any other questions, please check out our Patreon. We also have our Discord channel. The Discord channel is absolutely free. And then uh, don't forget to hit that subscriber button. Good luck this season. Cheers.